the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Breton, Residents Tea Party Patriots and Unite IE Coalition of Conservative and Patriot Groups. This show will be broadcast on December 23, so this is our Christmas edition. I have, I normally have a, uh, I have a good crew of Patriot activists that I share the show with and get their perspectives. But for this last, for one of the last shows of the year, I've invited back a different group of great activists and thinkers and they're very engaged and informed and we'll introduce them in just a minute. But because it is the Christmas season, let us just have a brief reminder of why we're here. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel, God with us. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Prince of Peace. There were shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. Fear not, for I bring you good tidings of great joy. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. A Savior. A Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Jesus Christ, God's only begotten Son. The only one who could save us from our sins, from our sadness. He was born so we can be born again. If we love him, remember him, follow him. Rejoice, rejoice, rejoice greatly. For unto you and unto me and unto all of us, a Savior is born. Merry Christmas to everyone. And without Jesus as part of Christmas, Christmas is just a um, another variation of winter solstice holiday. And we talk about in this show, we focus mostly on political matters. And those are important. I, I believe that what happens in this world is important. And God wants us to do good in this world. But ultimately... What happens in this world in the, in the grand scheme of things is not that important. It's what happens for eternity. And that is for every believing Christian should be what is most important. Um, I'm very pleased to welcome to the show this week of uh, three. They've been on the show as guests, but not part of my regular co-hosts. And uh, the first is uh, Gina Gleason. And she is uh, the assistant or uh, the right-hand person to Pastor Jack Hibbs of the Calvary Chapel in Chino Hills. Um, we had a 10,000 pastors, maybe even a 1,000 pastors like Jack Hibbs, we saved the country. She also operates and helped form RealImpact.us, uh, which is a mission is to equipping the church to stand for righteousness. In the public square, a great website. You can find your elected representatives. You can contact them directly through the, through the website. It has great information about uh, the things that they, as a so-called elected representatives, are up to. 
Our next, uh, our next guest this week is James Simpson. He's an economist, businessman, investigative journalist. Uh, he originally wrote The Red Green Axis, how jihadists and Marxists are working together to destroy our country. And, um, he also more recently wrote Who Was Karl Marx? The, the men, the motives, and the menace behind today's rampaging American left. And he's also more recently wrote and written on the climate change scam. And our third guest this week is Jim Riley. He is a Patriot Culture Warrior. He is the owner of Riley's Farms, and you can find that at Riley'sFarm.com. Just this past week, we went to one of their great dinner theaters, the Christmas in the Colonies, had a colonial-era dinner, entertainment, music. Really a great, It was really a great night, and I would encourage everybody to uh, um, check that out and support Jim and his efforts up there at Riley Farm. They do historical reenactments, bring in the kids, and they get maybe some real genuine pro-American history, contrary to what they're getting mostly in the government-run schools. You can also find his writings on AmericanGreatness.com. Welcome to the show, everybody. And I know, you know we, we got so much we can c- cover and uh, so little time to do it. Let's start with, let's start with the, and I, I given, I attached you all, and the reason why I asked you on is the primary question we're addressing this week is how do we save our country, freedom, and republic? And so let's start. We had, we had this clip about Christmas and the meaning of Christmas. So, Gina, let's start with there. What is the, what is the role of the church and Christianity if we're going to save our country? Well, for the most part, I think everyone of your listeners already knows that um, at the beginning, the founding of our nation, that the church was very involved. Pastors stood up, spoke up, got involved, went to war, informed their citizenry. They they were very much engaged in what was taking place um, in the beginning of our nation. And um, that has dwindled. We are seeing churches that don't find any reason uh, to be involved in what's going on. And therefore, most Christians uh, are not informed about the important things that are taking place right now. We are truly losing our freedoms. We are losing our right to free speech and so many other rights, parental rights. But if the church would just engage, if the church would speak to the congregation about what was going on, and that doesn't have to be an entire Sermon, but what does that look like at Calvary Chapel Chino Hills? It's a ministry. And when necessary, Pastor Jack may say something about what's going on, but overall, we have a ministry and a ministry leader, which is me, taking, um, watching everything that's going on and keeping the fellowship informed. So the church needs to be involved. I know Jim, uh, and we we have two Jims, so we'll we'll have, I'll say Jim for Jim Riley and James for, uh, for James Simpson. Jim, I know you've talked about this theme of getting into a church kind of like Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills. Yeah, indeed. I mean, I think our problems are ultimately theological. Um, when Jesus said in Matthew 28, all authority in heaven and on earth is given unto me, I think he meant it. And for most of the history of Christendom, which is an interesting word by itself, Christendom, the, the dominion of Christ. Um, for most of the history of Christianity, the church has been very political. And as an echo what Gina was saying, in the New England towns, they called it a meeting house and uh, not, not necessarily a chapel. It, it, it served as a chapel, but it also served as the center of government as well. So um, I think that, um, you know, the Christian nationalism debate is very interesting First of all, because it puts abject fear into people like Rob Reiner, you know. Um, but I think that yeah. we should embrace um, this change in theology that I think is coming about towards a more dominion-oriented um, role for the church in affecting policy. Not a theocracy, but um, the halls of power that are very much affected by the church. Uh, my, my son goes to a church in Elgin, Oklahoma. They just elected their pastor to the state senate. And I think that should be a model for what should be going on around the country. And James, um, and on the on the reverse side, uh, your book on Karl Marx, and we know one of the foundations of of Marxism and communism is that there is no God, or at least the state supplants God is, is replaces God in in that role, and is working actively to undermine the church and Christianity. 
Oh, well, absolutely. But, you know, it's very interesting. And I was uh, I had a conversation with uh, a friend about this uh, recently um, with, with uh, Dave Kupelian of World Net Daily. And as I say in my book, Marx wasn't an atheist. He was not an atheist. He made it very plain that he hated God and that he wanted to dethrone God. And in fact, I quote a um, poem that he wrote where he talks about uh, strutting through the ruins of the world, feeling as though he was equal to the creator. And this poem, uh, I also point out, is a... uh, It's a paraphrase of what God said about how God described Satan in Isaiah. And so it's really, it's, it's an issue and it's always been an issue. You know, there's two ways you can live. You can live by, um, the Spirit of God. You can live, uh, under His authority. Or you can live under your own authority. When you live under God's authority, your uh, outstanding characteristic is humility. When you live under your own authority, your outstanding characteristic is pride, self-pride, not legitimate pride of work or effort or anything like that, but just pride, the sin of pride. And communists are the ultimate example of people living by pride of self. And they are so proud that they block out any information that doesn't agree with whatever it is they think, feel, want, say at any time. And I call it the evolutionary endpoint to human depravity, which is exactly what communism is. Because look what happens when people run the world without <laughs> without any kind of moral guidance, which comes from God. We have mass murderers. That's what we have. We have debauched mass murderers. And that's... That's what we become left to our own devices, and they're the finest example of that. Excellent point. Uh, Let's take a pause here, and when we come back, we're going to ask you the question is, how do we get more pastors to be like Pastor Jack, and how do we get more Christians into churches like uh, like, uh, Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills? After this word from Ed Hoffman of United American Mortgage, the place to go for your real estate lending needs. Back up to this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with United American Mortgage and host of the main event right here on AM590, The Answer. Mortgage rates are up, but credit card rates are way higher, and credit card balances have hit an all-time high as inflation puts the squeeze on everyone's budget, not to mention how auto loan rates and payments have gone through the roof. Let me point out, it doesn't matter how low your existing mortgage interest rate is if you can't make the payments on everything else. Are you wondering what to do? Do you need some financial strategy? Want to talk to someone who thinks like you? Call me at 855-640-2020. We'll discuss a strategy that works for you today and also considers what happens when the interest rates drop as we move into the inevitable recession. To have that discussion, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020 or go to edhoffman.net and click on the United American Mortgage logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921. United American Mortgage Corporation, NMLS ID number 1942. United American Mortgage Corporation is an equal housing lender and licensed by the California Department of Real Estate. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton, Redlands Tea Party Patriots and Unite IE Coalition of Conservative and Patriot Groups. Very pleased this week to be visiting with um, 
They're for guests, but they're not part of my uh, regular co-host, yeah, Gina Gleason, who is an assistant to Pastor Jack Hibbs of Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills. And we have Jim Riley, the owner of Riley's Farms, a patriot and culture warrior, and James Simpson, a businessman, investigative journalist. His most recent book is Who Was Karl Marx? The Men, the Motives, and the Menace Behind Today's Rampaging American Left. We're talking about you know, the importance of religion in a free society. And James uh, John Adams said that our Constitution was written for a religious and moral people and is unsuitable for the governance of any others. Yet, as Gina pointed out, most pastors eschew any involvement in politics, maybe not even allowing voter registration in their churches, even even on that level, and only about half of Christians even vote. So how do we get more pastors to, if you can't be full Pastor Jack, at least can you be halfway Pastor Jack, or three quarters, or, or can you move in that direction? And how do we get Christians to realize that the Bible speaks to every aspect of human life, including government, and that God does not want to surrender their making of laws to non-Christians, pagans, and Satan worshipers. Would you go reverse order? James Simpson. Um, well, I'll tell you what. You know, I attend uh, a, a church here in, in Maryland that is swamped every Sunday with people. And everybody there is enthusiastic to be there. They are excited to be there. And more people join that church every day. And there's one reason for that. And that is because the pastor is this unapologetic uh, preacher for Christ and the Bible. And and he also, uh, you know, very much relates it to what's going on today. During the COVID crisis, he got a letter from the county executive saying you have to limit your attendance to 25 people. Uh, he tore up that letter in public, and that made national news. And they fined him. He sued the county, and he won. He won. And so that church, of all the churches around, that church stayed open. There was never any... Uh, cut back at all. And people are starving for that kind of thing. It's the same problem we face with uh, politics. You know, you get a, a, a really good, well-spoken, obviously concerned uh, person who is a good leader, wants to lead, and has the right ideas. People flock to it. It's like, you know, we're starving to death for something good. We hear it. We all flock to them. However, uh, so few are afraid to step up and do that. that. And it's inexplicable to me because it's so obviously the answer. All pastors should be doing that kind of thing, but most are afraid to. Yeah. Uh, Jim, I mean, our pastor is I think he's a good pastor and, and probably in the top 90 percent in terms of engage, getting engaging in the culture. Um, but he recently emailed me and asking about our congressman, Jim Alton Obernotti, who voted for this gay marriage bill in, in Congress. And he, um, Pat, our pastor had talked to and spoken with um, Obernotti by telephone, but he never went to the congregation and said, you know, they're working on there's this bill pending in Congress. Please call your congressman. Um, why not, you know, how do you, how do you get that the pastor to take that next, that next step is, and there's, and they can do it. There's nothing, there's no prohibition on a, on a pastor saying this bad bill is pending. Call your congressman or call your state legislator. They don't do it. I think that it's gotten so bad, so clearly so bad, that I think your uh, judgment of a pastor should be if there is not political content in every sermon, in every message, you're dealing with someone who's tempted to be a hireling and not a pastor. We're, we are now facing a situation in California where your 12-year-old child could be emancipated, taken to a place you don't know where they are, 
and, and had their, their sex, you know, by, I mean, surgically changed or whatever, not that that can be done, but, but how bad really does it have to get? I, I thought with Roe v. Wade that the, the church would wake up and say, we're, we're killing babies, you know, wholesale by the millions. Uh, I thought with gay marriage that the, the church would wake up. We, if we've got to shock these pastors into action, and I think that you reward the pastors like Jack Hibbs, like, um, uh, Doug Wilson, like, uh, Jeff Durbin, who have, uh, ongoing political ministries that have objectives for the church to follow. And you don't reward, I don't, I don't think you sit and indulge a pastor who has to be coaxed into giving a political message. That, that kind of pastor is never going to be there. Um, and you're going to have to find the pastors who will. But you always, you always, you always vote with your feet. There's, a, there's an example in our area. Um, Years back, Pastor Dan Carroll, Water of Life Church. There was a bill pending in the legislature that was so broad that it could have banned sales of the Bible. One Sunday, he denounces the bill and encourages his parishioners to contact their local assembly member, which they did. She got two or 3,000 calls or emails. Notified the assembly leader, they pulled the bill, watered it down, and ultimately the bill didn't pass. One pastor, one bill, Two or three thousand members of the church. Now, do you know? Imagine if that was if you had a thousand churches across California that did that on the bill that Jim was talking about, AB six six five, and these Democrats were, were hearing from thousands of their constituents and hundreds of their own pastors saying, "Don't pass this bill." Yeah. Absolutely. And that's, and that's exactly what we do at Calvary Chapel Chino Hills. Real Impact will put out the notification of each important piece of legislation that we've been monitoring and make sure that the Christian knows what this bill will accomplish if it's passed. And we make it so simple for them. Give them a paragraph or two explaining it. And then we give them the action steps with a direct line to their assembly member or senator or whoever has to be called at that time. But that's what a ministry can do to support a pastor. A pastor may feel sometimes he doesn't have enough knowledge. Um, so the pastor needs that go-to person like I am for Pastor Jack. That person needs to be a resource for the pastor. So that way the pastor can go directly to that ministry leader make sure that he completely understands and provide all the backup. We create the action alerts. We do the research. We do everything that is needed for Pastor Jack to simply stand at the pulpit, make the announcement, and then say you were handed a flyer as you walked in or go to realimpact.us or go to our social media page. All the information is there. And that's how we um, in, uh, call our congregation into action. We hand feed it to everyone, including uh, our pastor, to make sure that they don't feel the burden of having to know every fact about a piece of legislation. Excellent. Now we only have about three minutes left in uh, in this in this segment before the uh, the bottom of the hour break. Um, how do we convince? And I'm trying to keep your answers correspondingly short. How do we convince our fellow citizens that kind of agree with us? And our electeds, the uh, largely cowardly and spineless Republicans, that we are at war. I mean, we're not shooting at this point, but we are at war for the survival of our country, freedom, and republic. How do we convince people that is so? Starting with Gina. Well, first of all, I would say this is a spiritual issue. You need to be praying for your pastor that his eyes would be opened. And then let the pastor know that you're there, paying attention to what's going on, and go talk to your pastor before or after service. Write letters, take them information, and encourage other people from the fellowship also to do the same thing. And make sure that he knows that there's a desire within that church for um, him to engage the culture. Just let him know. Let him know that you're there. James. How do we convince people that we are at the precipice and we are at war with an enemy dedicated to destroying our country, freedom, and republic? Well, I think our enemies are doing the best job of anyone in in, in showing that. And uh, it's discouraging to see how many people 
still don't get it or or seemingly don't want to get it, um, using our pastors is a great way to do it. We have to convince our pastors. And then some of them refuse to be convinced. And I say for those, well, we should find another church. You know, we should walk with our feet, find those churches where the pastors are doing something, because a lot of times the ones that you go to talk to, you find out they really, they, they, they their heart isn't in it, or they're maybe even on the wrong side of the issue entirely, and uh, actually working for the bad folks. Jim? Well, I would say also, don't be afraid to use your own platform here at Riley's Forum. Um, we see hundreds of thousands of people. And uh, we use our social media to warn our guests about political issues. And I think that no matter where you are, whether you run a grocery store or a, uh, you're involved in a medical profession, speak loud and long to the people that uh, that you associate with and that you influence. Thank you for your wisdom and uh, stay tuned for the exciting second half of Unite, i.e. Radio, and we'll explore further how we the people, the most important political office, that of the private citizen, can save our country, freedom, and republic. Back up for this. AM 590, The Answer. stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Brenton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots and the Unite IE Coalition of Conservative and Patriot Groups. And for this uh, Christmas edition of our show, and you're near the end of 2023, I've uh, invited a great panel of former guests, but not part of my regulars, to address the basic question, how can we save our country, freedom, and republic? Because I believe that we can still do so, despite the massive advantages of the enemy in money and propaganda, control of the institutions, control of big business, and so on, that we can still do so through politics. And to help us explore this, uh, we have Gina Gleason, who is the assistant to Pastor Jack Hibbs at uh, Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills, and also operates RealImpact.us, equipping the church to stand for righteousness in the public square. James Simpson, economist, businessman, investigative journalist. His most recent book is Who Was Karl Marx? The Men, the Motives, and the Menace Behind Today's Rampaging Left. And previously he wrote uh, The Red-Green Axis regarding how jihadists and Marxists are working together to destroy our country. And Jim Riley, a patriot and a culture warrior, owner of Riley's Farms. And you can find out about that business at Riley'sFarm.com. Great dinner theater. We just went to another one this past, this past week. Check that out. He also writes on AmericanGreatness.com. So resuming our discussion, we talked just kind of is the religious component of saving our country. In other aspects, and we'll start with, we'll start with Jim. What, I presume you'd agree that we can still save the country, but what do you think are the keys to doing so? I think avoiding discouragement is, is big. I mean, I, I was just reading a book by Richard Ketchum on uh, the victory at Yorktown. And our country really was won by a fraction of the people um, in the in the cause. Never have so many benefited by the efforts of so few. So that yeah. David spirit, you know, pick up the sling, <laughs> slay the giant. Uh, you know, don't wait for a mortar from ahead. I mean, be be aware that there will be small numbers, you know, and I think that also, I mean, I think that we, uh, this is sort of our we, um, real house, but invest in better culture. You know, we, we put on dinner theater all year round. I noticed that her, um, that uh, Jack Hibbs Church, uh, basically, I mean, there's a cultural event there every week. I mean, the, those people who go to that church can make it the center of their cultural life. And so the, the, uh, invest in better culture. Uh, my son sent me a new Netflix animated special for kids about two gay dads raising a little girl. It looked absolutely disgusting. And we've got to turn that stuff off and not reward that kind of culture and start investing in better culture. 
Absolutely. We're going to come back to build our own. Um, James. Well, yeah, it's, it's the same, uh, the same thing that Jim was saying. Uh, we really just need to, to speak up and keep speaking. That's, that's all there is we can do. Um, well, there was something else I wanted to say, but I, I've forgotten. So I'll just leave it at that for the moment. Okay. Gina. Well, if people don't realize by now that our, our country is, is a sliding and uh, who knows where it's going to end up, we need to take it upon ourselves as individual citizens to be responsible for the current climate that we're living in. We need to pay more attention. Uh, we need to, uh, voting is always important. Of course, everyone needs to vote. That's the minimum. But we need to do more than just vote. We need to be involved in saving the future of our our nation, and not just for ourselves, but for the future of our children, our grandchildren, our posterity, because we are leaving them a mess. It's nothing like the days I grew up in and rode my bike down the street until, you know, 10 o'clock at night and I was safe. Nowadays, we don't let our our children out into the front yard. And so we need to take it upon ourselves to be better citizens. Yeah, I was I was going to say that I remembered what I forgot, which is that you know in any battle they've done they've done studies about this during wartime. During wartime, about ten percent of the soldiers do ninety percent of the shooting. The other ninety percent are huddled in their foxholes. It's really quite an amazing thing, and I found that that's been true with everything that I've been involved in. You know, we say. I, I had a, a, a monthly show that I did for years with 2,500 viewers. The same 100 people would show up, and everybody else was just on the list. And you know, when you when I would go to speak somewhere, there would be hundreds of people there. But of the people who would actually take action after that event, maybe 10 or 20. And it's the way it is. You know, few of us do most of the work, and unfortunately, that just seems to be part of human nature. And uh, perhaps we can get when people are getting so desperate as they see our nation crumbling, we will start to see more people uh, coming out of the woodwork to try to help. But uh, I just hope it's not too late at that point. Yes. The um, I'm going to come back to what, to what Jim said and that this uh, program and it wasn't just a, a two gay dads with a, with a, with a daughter. It was two gay dads with a two year old. They had him dressed up in a dress dancing around. Mm-hmm. And this transgender is uh, is really nothing sort of evil. And I don't want things to go in that direction. But picking up on what building our own culture is conversely within the article just this past week is another one is the Daily Wire. Uh, is put out two cartoon series for children and families with a traditional family with a father that plays a traditional role of, of a father as 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 leader of as leader of the family, and I think that's just a small example of what I believe to be an absolutely essential part of our of our strategy, and that has to be building our own. That we're not we're not going to take back the government run schools. We're not. I mean, maybe we can in some places. Maybe we can make some marginal difference. But really, we're, we're not going to take back the government run schools. We're not going to take back Harvard. We're not going to take back Berkeley or Stanford or any of these um, so called universities. We're not even going to say take back these big woke corporations. But what we can do, and what we have control over, is our wallets and purses. And we need to build our own and support our own. So don't want, you know, the, the Disney's behind the program that Jim mentioned. Um, so don't support Disney. Don't go to their theme parks. They're already hurting. Don't watch their movies. But conversely, also then, if you look for things for your children, support these kind of shows such as, I call it Chip, I've never watched them, uh, Chip Chilla and Bluey. And I think that is an essential, I believe that is an essential element if we're going to, uh, to save our country, freedom, and republic. Thoughts? Anyone who wants to jump in? 
Well, you know, I'll, uh, I can say one very positive thing, you know, with the um, emergence of places like Angel Studios and Pure Flix and some of the other um, Christian-oriented uh, film companies, uh, they're getting a lot of support from traditional Hollywood uh, backers. For example, um, the two uh, pastors in uh, Georgia who wrote the uh, the War Room, the movie The War Room, that movie was supported by Sony Pictures. And because these big companies are coming to recognize that there's a actually very large Christian community, or even not necessarily Christian, but just a community that is sick of seeing sex and drugs and rock and roll in all the movies, and they want a more wholesome, you know, traditional kind of uh, um uh, film experience. And so there's a lot of, uh, good things happening in that area. I mean, Jim Caviezel's new, uh, movie, uh, Sound of Freedom, you know, that thing was wildly popular. And there, and, and those kinds of things are happening more and more. And I, you know, that's one area in culture where we can take back the culture. And, uh, <laughs> There really is good news out there. I mean, when, when I heard that, um, uh, Ben Shapiro was able to offer Steven Crowder a $50 million contract. I mean, they had a bit of a controversy, but that's a huge amount for conservative podcasting. And, and uh, we underestimate our strength, but we found here our dinner theater almost always sells out year round. Um, and man, we, you know, we'll finish off our Sleepy Hollow program. The cast all comes out and sings Amazing Grace. And the, the, the crowds love it. I mean, even the crowds who are not Christians, basically, so they, they, um, my sense is when I watched Jack, um, Hibbs you know, during the COVID crisis, I felt sorry for these guys, huge mega churches, big facilities they have to maintain. And Jack did the brave thing and opened his church back up. And I, I'm sure there was pushback from some of the rest of the evangelicals. And, and he was tremendously rewarded for it. He went from being, a regional Calvary Chapel pastor to being an international media figure now. And I think that people have to realize there is a reward potentially for being a David. Now that there's a price sometimes too. Uh, two of my own children don't talk to me because they were so embarrassed by my political activism. You, you will pay the price. I mean, uh, father uh, will be turned against son, uh, sometimes brother against sister and, and, um, but we're not called, I think, in this life to peace. We're called to battle. And um, and we've got to wake everyone up uh, around us. Yeah. And and I see that, you know, there there are many great organizations out there putting out good materials, good movies, programming for children. Um, and just I want to point out again, we're all singing Pastor Jack's praises. And, and Pastor Jack is a real deal. I worked for him for over 18 years, a very humble man, loves the Lord. You know, he just started Real Life Network. Yes, it cost a lot to do it, but he's providing conservative Christian material that is interesting you can go to real uh, real life network um dot com and and get onto his website for free and hear from great pastors great speakers great uh podcast and we need our leaders our christian leaders to step up and to invest in these types of programs because people are hungry for it and let's take another pause here. We'll hear from Ed Hoffman of United American Mortgage again. And also the second half is also brought to you by some guy named Attorney Gregory W. Britton, who does business in real property law. And you can reach him at 909-335-7335, 909-335-7335. Back after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with United American Mortgage and host of the main event right here on AM590, The Answer. Mortgage rates are up. But credit card rates are way higher, and credit card balances have hit an all-time high as inflation puts the squeeze on everyone's budget, not to mention how auto loan rates and payments have gone through the roof. Let me point out, it doesn't matter how low your existing mortgage interest rate is if you can't make the payments on everything else. Are you wondering what to do? Do you need some financial strategy? Want to talk to someone who thinks like you? Call me at 855-640-2020. 
We'll discuss a strategy that works for you today and also considers what happens when the interest rates drop as we move into the inevitable recession. To have that discussion, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020 or go to edhoffman.net and click on the United American Mortgage logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921, United American Mortgage Corporation, NMLS ID number 1942. United American Mortgage Corporation is an equal housing lender and licensed by the California Department of Real Estate. AM 590, the answer. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton, Reality Party Patriots and Unite IE Coalition of Conservative and Patriot Groups. I'm very pleased to have on our Christmas show to be joined by Gina Gleason, who is assistant to Pastor Jack Hibbs. James Simpson, and a businessman and investigative uh, journalist, whose more recent book is Who Was Karl Marx? The Men, the Motives, and the Menace Behind Today's Rampaging American Left. And Jim Riley, uh, a great patriot, culture warrior, and owner of Riley'sFarm.com. Great place to go for fruit, for your dinner theater, for historical reenactments. And, our, and what we're trying to address in, in this show, and I think we'll, we'll do it in, in next week's show as well, is we're at the precipice, in my judgment, of losing our country, freedom, and republic, but I think we could still save them through politics. As Tucker pointed out recently, well, there's an ickiness to politics. The alternative to politics is force. And, you know, and at times in human history, it has become necessary to go there, but we don't want to. And I think we can still save our save our country, but it's going to require qualitatively better leadership, strategy, and citizen involvement if we're going to do. As, as Abraham Lincoln said near the beginning of the Civil War, as our situation is new, we must think and act anew. And we can, I'm sure we could, we could go on for a couple hours or two or three hours or more about all this stuff. But then the aspect we're going to, I want to talk about now is truth and pushing back against the enemy narratives is they start these things. They operate on Lenin's principle of a lie repeated often enough becomes the truth. Whether it's the climate change scam, America is a systemically racist country. They, Donald Trump is 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 a Nazi. They they continually push their narrative, and they're good at it. We can learn from that. Their media, all of their politicians, they lie from the same page at the same time. But it's important for us is to not accept their narratives, not accept their premises, not accept their language. Thoughts. Jim. One thing I'd like to say, um, if, if I'm not interrupting, is that um, we have to remember that we're not really speaking to the Rob Reiners um, or the AOCs or the Adam Schiff. They're children of the devil, and either God is going to redeem them or not. They, they, they're incapable of listening to logic or sustained reasoning. We're speaking to the people who are listening on the sidelines to the conversation. And I think that we are beginning to win that battle. If you go onto any of these YouTubes where, or these Twitter accounts where Adam Schiff says something, it's just full of people uh, responding and um, vociferously against the lies that he tells. Basically, so it's it's good to be encouraged by the fact that we're we we don't have to win over the people who are children of the devil. John six through John eight, Jesus said, "Any plant that's not in my Father's will be uprooted." We're not preaching to them; we're preaching to the people who are listening. And I think that we we could win that battle. James. Yeah, well, I agree. And I also, uh, we spoke about this a little bit earlier. You know, Vaclav Havel said that the way to, uh, the way they dealt with communism in his country before it was supposedly dissolved, although I don't think it ever really dissolved, was to create a parallel society. And you had mentioned that point earlier as well. Um, and I mention it in my book. We have to basically create uh, a parallel society anew. We have to create markets for 
pretty much everything. And as we do that, people rush to our side to, to, to escape the insanity the Democrats are, are inflicting on everybody. And, you know, if they're given alternatives, uh, you know, we can, we can, uh, starve them out just by, uh, by denying them the sales and the money and everything else that they, uh, get because there doesn't seem to be any other alternative. So that, that, that's a good one. But, uh, I will also add one thing that we've all walked around, but have, I think except for maybe one person, nobody said, we have to be praying every single day for God's help and for his forgiveness. Because if we had never abandoned God as a nation, we wouldn't have wound up here in the first place. And, but that's what we did as a nation, although obviously some of us as individuals never did. Gina, the importance of, the importance of pushing back on their narratives and standing up for the truth. Well, even the average person who's listening right now may not have a pastor like Pastor Jack Hibbs, but even sitting at your home, you may be homebound. You can make a difference. Your voice needs to be heard. There's so many ways to inform yourself, aside from listening to Pastor Jack every week in his podcast, but find the information yourself and speak up when you're asked to speak up because your voice really does count. I think that people, it's it's a tired phrase, speak up, make your voice be heard. It's true. These legislators who are sitting in Sacramento, they're going to do whatever they want according to their leadership and whatever push they're working on. But if you are inundating their offices with phone calls and letters and emails and you name it showing up, they will listen. But if, if you're not, they think that they can do whatever they want to do. So we need to speak up. That's, that's it. We need to speak up. Uh, like someone said that what, 90% of it, the, uh, the battle is showing up. And, uh, and there's, there is, there, there is, there is much to, there is much to be said for that. You know, one of the things I've worn, I've, I've been involved in the leadership of the uh, Red Lips Tea Party since 2013. People think I'm the president. I'm not. I'm just, one, I'm just the guy that kind of runs the meetings and is haranguing people. Get off your, get off your tushes. You need to get out in the field. That doesn't work. And I guess you know we, we, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna close out here with with, with, a, with a story of Christmas of 1776. So I'm, I'm going to I'm going to put it back to Jim. We got, we got about one minute here. Is since har- haranguing is not going to work, what is the key as a as a leader and to getting people to? Like Gina said, stand up and be heard. Well, you know, victories are great. Victories encourage people, but also someone who takes a stand and fights um, is going to encourage people. We can absorb a lot of stories of loss and, and political oppression, and we say, isn't that awful? Isn't that we live in this fallen world? But when someone does the David thing and slays the giant, then that gets the troops going. And so my, my sense is we're going to have to say goodbye here. I want to wish everyone, everyone a Merry Christmas and let you all remember that life is better without commies. Love you all. <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank you all for being on the show. And as I said, we're going to close out. America was almost down for the count on the Christmas of 1776, but we got off the mat and won a great victory. And I think we can still do so again. So let's close out this Christmas show with that story. General Washington and his troops had been defeated in September, driven from Brooklyn to Manhattan, from Manhattan to north of New York City, around the Palisades, across New Jersey. They declined from 30,000 troops in September to 2,500 effectives on Christmas Day. Of the 2,500, one-third did not have boots. They were wearing burlap bags wrapped around their feet. And as they marched, they left the trail of blood. General Washington knew that if he didn't win a victory soon, the entire army would have disappeared. And so he had to do something desperate. He proposed to cross an icy river at night in a snowstorm and then march nine miles in the dark to the city of Trenton, a village that had 800 German troops, professionals, Hessians. He was going to surprise them and capture them. 
It was a very dangerous plan. Because it was harder to get there than they thought, they were four hours late. And yet, as a sign of divine providence, there was an enormous snowstorm coming from the north, behind them, pushing them towards Trenton. A storm so enormous that the German troops said nobody could be out in this kind of weather. So they didn't post guards. They didn't muster at dawn as they normally would because it was impossible. And for Europeans, it probably was impossible. But these were Americans. They were used to the American winter. They were used to deer hunting in the winter. They were used to traveling in the winter. This was just a terrible snowstorm. It wasn't a reason to stop. Washington's troops surprised the Germans, captured 800 of them at the cost of one American, and then ran for the river before the British Army could catch them, went across the river with their prisoners. Within two weeks, 15,000 volunteers showed up, and Washington began driving the British across New Jersey. The revolution had been saved. How big a gamble was it? That night, as they began to get in the boats, they were told that the password for that evening was victory or death, and they meant it. They were prepared to give everything for freedom. Surely, in the most successful country in history, we can do what is necessary. We can be in the spirit of General Washington and the Americans who fought for freedom. We can go out, get the vote out, make the argument, stand up for freedom. And I believe we can have as big an impact in helping America remain free in our generation as they did in theirs. AM 590, The Answer. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.